To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. Because history has shown us that courage can be contagious, and hope can take on a life of its own. I will bring you hope, and I ask only one thing in return. We move now, together. Not at all. Hope is not lost today. It is found. Hope is what keeps you going. Even if the whole world is telling you to move, it is your duty to plant yourself like a tree, look them in the eye, and say no. You move. Welcome to the Skippy and Fanti Show. I'm Jen. And I'm Sean, and today on Signal Boost Conversations, we're answering silly questions, because we can. And because we asked you to give us questions, and then we said we'd answer them, and so that's what we're doing. So, Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. But of course, and this is our, it is our first Signal Boost Conversation of the year, so we figured we'd just have fun with it, because why not? We're not actually serious people. But since it's our first one of the year, we have some people to thank, because we haven't been able to get around to it yet on a podcast. So we would like to thank Adam the Affable, Wesley the Wondrous, Cameron the Chthonic, and Samuel the Stalwart for becoming Patreon supporters. You can't see me, but I'm dancing right now. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate all of your money, which we are proceeding to use to spend on porgs. So seriously, thank you everyone on, on Patreon for supporting us. It's also worth noting that we've been doing our torture cinema polls on there, and you all selected Lawnmower Man, the director's cut, don't know how that ended up on the list, but thank you. Uh, that'll be our next torture cinema because you guys suck and you're from hell and you're evil. And, you know, we appreciate it because our livers enjoy the uh, the difficult experience. It's how we get stronger. I don't remember exactly who suggested Lawnmower Man, but it was one of you out there in the Patreon world. So this is really literally all your fault. It is. Yeah. Also, just a, a thing. So this is the first time we're going to do these silly questions. We're not sure how it's going to go. It should be fun. But if you enjoy it and would like us to do more, you know, you can ask us more questions, which is easy enough to do. You can send us a, a tweet at Skiffy and Fanti, an email, skiffyandfanty at gmail.com. You can also use our uh, contact form, suggest a topic form that's on our website, skiffyandfanti.com. Yeah, we might actually even pay attention to it. So we'll try to answer as many as we can today. We've set a couple aside because they're kind of bigger topics than we really were prepared for. Right. We needed to do some research on some very important questions that you guys gave us. Yeah. And and that's okay. It, it, it's fine if you ask like a real serious one that really kind of has to get us to think. That's fine. These all didn't have to be literally like ridiculous questions, right? They could be, you know, just fun questions that require us to really kind of sit down and think. And that's fine too. But it could also be just total nonsense. That's also appropriate. Right. Like our very first question. You ready for it? I am. This one comes from the lovely Run Along Womble, who we love very much. And he asked, what would the name of your Pacific Rim Jaeger be? And then I added, because I thought it would be fun, what weapon would you use? So, Sean, you get to go first. Well, this this may be a surprise to some people, but I would go with the name Smash Gerbil. <laughs> I am actually surprised. I figured you for a reptilian name, because that's kind of your thing. It is my thing, but I feel like I overdo the reptile thing, so I like to throw in a rodent <laughs> once in a while. 
<laughs> I also use gerbil in, in like all kinds of things that are totally random and make no sense. And I don't know exactly what it comes from, but I, I also just like the name Smash Gerbil. It's like Smash Mouth, but better. Yes, oh, definitely better. Mostly because almost anything is better than Smash Mouth. Well, all stars and all that, you know. <laughs> And I, when I was thinking about the weapon, I thought, uh, you know, if, if I want to go more realistically, you know, my, my character would, would have like a set of chompers where he could just really chomp through anything. Ooh, like giant gerbil teeth? Yeah, like giant gerbil teeth. Just really nice. chomp through. That would be the more realistic version. So it'd be kind of on four legs and he'd like run at you and go, and like gnaw off your leg. That would be the more realistic. The one that would be more fun would be that inside of my stomach would be a series of massive genetically modified gerbils that I can launch at <laughs> enemy uh, kaiju. Which, let's be real, that's the more fun one. Oh, or, and I kind of like this, if you're going thematically, you are smash gerbil, so maybe a giant, like, Thor's hammer weapon would also be appropriate. That is full of little gerbil mouths full of razor sharp teeth. I, I would go for that too. All right. Keep in mind, like, I like the smashing side of it, but I, I like the biting part is really essential to the, to the imagery I'm going for. Yeah. So you kind of have a, an oral fetish there? Well, for my, for my Jaeger. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of this is like, I don't feel like you should have like a name that's really cool sounding. You should really have a name that's so ridiculous that nobody takes you seriously, and then they find out who you are, and then they're like, actually, Smash Dribble's the most terrifying name I've ever heard. Because nobody's uh, afraid of Gypsy Danger, right? Like, oh, it's this vaguely bigoted sort of name. That's not terrifying, right? But, like, after, you know, seeing a giant gerbil, like, chew through a bunch of kaiju limbs, like, after a while, you'd be like, yeah, that, that Smash Dribble's freaking crazy. You need to stay away. That's what I'm going for. My Jaeger would be nowhere near as terrifying, because it just wouldn't be. I don't know if I'm actually capable of being terrifying. Is it Baby Swayze? No, it is not Baby oh. Swayze, although that is adorable. <laughs> so what I thought of was just going with Pussy Riot. Jesus, Jen! Really, I just think should be a Jaeger name. But I realized that I don't necessarily like the very gendered, like, specification in Pussy Riot. And then I decided I was just, I just wanted Riot in the name. So I'm going with Hearth Riot, which I think kind of captures my personality a little bit more, because uh, I am a bit of a homebody. I, I'm just saying, and I am a, a stay-at-home parent and all those things. So Hearth just worked for me. And and then I just liked Riot. So it was a progression. So would your would your weapon be literally, you'd like, shoot a home out and, like, make the, the kaiju feel welcome? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> I just seen that like let me let me talk to him. You're just like here is a brand new three bedroom home, two baths, it's a three thousand square feet with a lovely backyard. I would kill him with kindness. That that would be me. I would offer him some cookies. Um. I'm just imagining that the, the poor kaiju is like, oh, that seems a little outside of my price range. What am I gonna do here? <laughs> No, 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 I would be welcoming them into my own home. Oh, into your own right, home? Right, it's my okay. own home. So, no, actually, the weapon I initially chose was a giant pair of knitting needles, which is, like, just seemed to work. You can stab with those, though. That could be, like, like your your character knit, and then when the kaiju messes with it, it just comes out and goes, right in the eye. Right, but then I realized that my actual superpower is my ability to bark orders at people, so I decided that I would have some sort of, like, sonar attack. Like a scream, a sonic scream. Like Banshee or something. 
Yes, exactly. I mean, it it goes along with my doomed Keating woman. And that would make sense because you are the mouthiest person on the whole show. Yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I barely talk, so. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's not true. All right, so Smash Gerbil and, and Hearth Riot. And yes, Smash Gerbil. I got it. <laughs> We're going to be the weirdest like collection <laughs> of giant robots that have ever graced the Pacific Rim universe. We're going to meet Pentecost, and he's going to look at us and go, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I do think that now that we've done this, we need to somehow get the rest of the team to also give us their, their Jaeger names and weapons. And we're gonna have to make a line of T-shirts. I'm sorry. It's just. I think have we'd be, be. That'd be fine. That. Yeah. I'm sure we could get away with that legally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So do you want to do the second question too, then? Yes, because this one also comes from Run Along Womble because Matt's just got a great question, and it was. Uh, it was very. It was timely when he suggested it. I think people have kind of come down from the meme, but whatever. So if the two of us were attacked, about to be attacked by Snoke's Praetorian and we had to fight back, what soundtrack would we choose? Specifically back-to-back. Clearly in this situation, I am Ray. just so we're clear. Aww. But I I am not as <laughs> as emotionally unstable as, as Ben. No, and you don't have his abs either, but... Uh... Thanks, Jen. No, I have what's called a super ab. All of my abs have grown and fused together into one massive ab. <laughs> exactly. So, what would be your song? All right, so I got two, because I couldn't really pick between them. So one would be uh, DJ Khaled's All I Do Is Win, <laughs> <laughs> which Very could nice. be a lot of fun. Right? Yes, I like yes, that yes, one. Yes. Um, but my other one, which also I think is just a lot of fun because I love the I love this person, which is Missy Elliott's Get Your Freak On. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> just, I'm just thinking, like, get your freak on, get your freak on, and then, you know, lightsabers flying everywhere. That would be amazing. Yeah. I wholeheartedly approve of this. So, when Matt originally asked this question, I said that I already had an answer, because I was going based off of the videos that had already been created, and one of those was the Dirty Dancing theme song. I've had the time of my life. Which is perfect for the weird, twisted romance between Ray and Ben. But not so good for Sean and I, so I had to dump that one. But it is, <laughs> for that actual scene, my favorite selection is definitely the Dirty Dancing song. However, for Sean and I, but more specifically just because I want to be able to fight people along with this song, is the Mortal Kombat theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Sonya Blade. Smash Gerbil. Earth Riot. Earth Riot. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> and it would be amazing. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, okay. I know I know. Dirk listens to this. Dirk, if you could get a version of Mortal Kombat, and we can get you all the names, 
of of our Jaegers, if you could like record yourself saying those names <laughs> over the section in the song, I will pay you nothing because I have no money, but I will love you forever because that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty good. Oh, and by the way, if anybody just wants to set those songs to the Praetorian Ray Ben fight, please let us know so that we can link to it in the show notes. Uh, and we would really appreciate it. We're completely untalented plebs, but hopefully somebody that listens to this is actually capable of doing something like that, because that would be awesome. Okay, so next question. You ready? Yep. This one comes from Louise, Tamata87. In which fantasy world, or on which SF planet, would you choose to live? And on which would you choose to holiday? Okay, so this was a tough one, because all of the coolest sci-fi planets or fantasy worlds are really terrible if you're an outsider who shows up. <laughs> They're really bad, because, like, all of them, bad stuff happens to the outsiders, right? Narnia, bad stuff happens. Right, because it turns out that they're like part of a pro, it's just terrible. And so I had a hard time, right? Like it would be cool to go to Alderaan, but Alderaan gets blown up. Alderaan places. Yeah. I would, I would hate to be there the day that that happened. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, definitely would suck. So for places that I would like to live, I went with one that at least would let me do things that are really cool and which I think it would be reasonable that I could have a decent life without being murdered. Okay. That would be Harry, the Harry Potter world. That's fair. Let's be real. Let's be real. I'm not going to be a chosen one. I'm not that interesting. All right. So so as long as I keep my head down, you know, I do my schooling, I could probably have a semi-decent life. I'd clearly be in Gryffindor because that's where I belong. I'm not a Slytherin. So this is going on the presumption that if you were injected into this fantasy world, you would not be a muggle. If I end up a muggle, I will. I'm no kidding. I would just I would just lose my shit and I will like lead a revolt. <laughs> I will drive tanks into Hogwarts, being like, you have to share your power. This is not fair. This is not fair. Okay. I mean, I just, I wanted to to check on that, because otherwise you're basically just going to normal old Earth. (laughs) I'm just showing up in Hogwarts and constantly having my memory wiped because I keep showing up. (laughs) Yeah. And they keep going, what is with this damn muggle? He keeps showing up and we wipe his memory, but he comes back. It's so weird. It's so strange. Why does he have a podcast? What is wrong with him? Yeah, so that's where I'd live. So where would you go on holiday? I'd actually go to Naboo. Oh, yeah, Naboo looks like a very nice place to go on holiday. I feel like, you know, I could skip the whole war thing by going on a backpacking trip. Yeah. And the Gungans, you know, they don't really like outsiders, but there's no evidence that they just kill random humans running around. So I figured it'd be all right. You know, they'd probably, like, get upset with me and scare me a little but. I could avoid the war stuff. Well, and you figure after the war, they actually have a treaty together, humans and, and, and the Gungans, so they are probably have opened up tourism to their underwater cities. Yeah, that's until the Empire shows up and, and commits genocide. Well, I mean, granted, but that happens later. You just have, it's a very, it's a narrow window. <laughs> right, but the, the point is, is, like, again, I was trying to pick places that, I thought it was reasonable I could have some sort of vaguely good time there yeah. without necessarily assuming automatically bad things will happen to me. So, Naboo, I figured, like, even if bad things were happening on the planet, I could probably go off into the woods somewhere and at least be able to experience the very beautiful landscape, which is nice. You know, it's got pretty waterfalls. And, yeah, no, it's gorgeous. You know, 
I don't know about the cuisine on Naboo. It's probably weird, and it's probably, like, CG'd pears and stuff, so. <laughs> but, you know, I, I can try. <clears throat> well, in one of the cutscenes, they actually do eat a meal, and it didn't look that, and it was basically normal food, normal-looking food. I don't I don't know what, what constitutes not normal, though, so who knows. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't seem like people in the Star Wars universe eat much that's looks good anyway like you could just tell like Han Solo is the kind of guy that's eating like protein bars and shit that's in a package all the time oh I'm sure that's pretty much all he eats because you know that man does not cook he doesn't cook like the only character I think we've ever seen cook is like Aunt Beru and Chewbacca (laughs) right (laughs) right and she made soup she made soup so she's kind of legit those are like the two people that have certainly eaten food that is I think healthy for the most part. I mean, I don't know about the, the nutritional value of porgs, but to be fair, <laughs> Chewie didn't eat them, even though he did did pull its feathers out and cook it. But, yeah, but Baru can make soup, so yeah. I figured, you know, maybe there's some okay, just kind of rustic, like, home food. And I think at one point, they, they do have a meal with Anakin and his mother in the first film. Doesn't Qui-Gon sit down with them? Yeah, but, like... They both, yeah, Qui-Gon and, and Amidala... Both sit down and they have a meal, and I don't remember it looking awful. But I, I guarantee you it wasn't good either. But then you also have to look what Ray ate, and that just does not look appetizing. No, I mean, like, like honestly, I don't think Star Wars is, is known for its cuisine. It just isn't. But maybe on Cantu Bright, you never know. No, because that's like blood money food. Like, so you get there and you get some, like, real fancy food served in like a weird tea glass but then one of those failures shows up and destroys your meal or (laughs) or you you're evil because you've been like spending all this time selling weapons to people who are murdering millions of people so you have to sacrifice your morality or have your dinner ruined by giant big-eared horse giraffes which are so cute they are cute but i don't want one stomping on my table when i'm eating no 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 that that seems like it would ruin dinner It's a bit much. All right, so what about you, Jen? Where would you go to live, and where would you go to holiday? So I'm a cheater, and I basically picked probably the the easiest answer to this question, which is Star Trek's Earth. Oh, that's a good choice. Right. And though I disagree that Star Trek, from its inception and onward, is as utopic as people make it out to be, I do believe that they have, for the most part, portrayed Earth as a fairly utopic sort of location. It's essentially a post-scarcity environment because you have the replicators, and by all accounts, it's fairly equitable. Like, I I, I have not seen it ever portrayed in a fashion which would make me go, I don't feel safe in that planet, so I think it's pretty good. I didn't really think about this. I feel like an idiot. I picked Harry Potter, but like, let's be real. (laughs) There's like a 1 in 12 chance that I get killed by... By Avada Kedavra, like, I'm, shit. Or I blow myself up with a spell because they don't know how to do it right. Right, exactly. Oh, you picked Star Trek. You're so smart. I know I am. I'm a genius. But but to me, at the same time, it is kind of a cop-out because it is basically, like, the most utopic place that I think I've ever seen in science fiction without any of the drawbacks. Like, a lot of utopias end up having, like, the dark side. And I'm pretty sure that Star Trek Earth probably does too. It's just never been shown. But like, isn't that kind of, but it's not a cop out because the question literally asks us to pick the place we would choose to live. 
and you choose to live in the Star Trek universe, I think that's a perfectly legitimate choice. I I just really want to live in a place that is post-scarcity. I think all of us would. Right, exactly. And and I think Star Trek has given us the best portrayal of that. So so that's my that's my where would I live. Now here's the thing. <laughs> maybe I'm copping out again, maybe not. You disagreed <laughs> with the first one. But my holiday would would be Star Trek Earth because I just have a holodeck. And okay, call that's it a cop good. out. That's a cop out. <laughs> now you're just getting lazy. I'm sorry. I choose the same one twice. <laughs> fuck i would but then why wouldn't you just go to where the place you i don't know jen because it's cheaper to use a holodeck <laughs> i mean like i'm kind of a homebody like you have to keep that in mind when the, you ask this question of me i am a bit of a homebody and a holodeck provides me the full immersive experience of going to other places with the convenience of stepping through a door in my own home. You're like that person that, like, the Star Trek universe, like, 500 years later, like, they show up on Earth after it's been destroyed, but you've been in your house in the holodeck <laughs> the whole time. And they pull you out, and you've, like, grown out your hair. It's, like, real long and frizzy. And you kind of walk funny because you've been in a holodeck forever. And they all look at you, and they go, what's wrong with, what's wrong with her? And you just keep talking about, like, things that you've experienced, but, like, but... All evidence, like, data would be like, all evidence shows that this person's never left this place. They've been here for 500 straight years. And I'd be like, why would I have left? Okay, if that's a cop-out, then I would actually change both answers of this to, um, I would just go to the Shire, because I think it's amazing, and I love it. Obviously, either far long before or way after it gets destroyed. That's fair. That's totally fair. And Hobbiton's pretty nice, and the Hobbits are relatively pleasant people exactly i mean i suppose i could also go to rivendell is a good secondary plan like i would also like rivendell but i feel like the elves don't eat enough so i really just want to go to the shire and then i can have i can eat all day long they have lampus bread they don't have to eat right exactly so that's just not my kind of vacation because my kind of vacation is you have breakfast and then you have elevensies and then you have lunch and then you have tea and then you have you know a second breakfast and all of that i mean that's my kind of vacation you're ridiculous <laughs> so either the holodeck because it's convenient or the shire all right fair enough uh so now that we've talked way too long why don't we save our questions for next time and let's get to our signal boost. So I'm going to let you go first. All right, sweet. So I got two things. One is technically illegal. The other is not. Excuse me? We'll get to it. Don't okay. worry. Uh, so the first is that I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but it, it's been running for quite a few seasons and it sounds really cute. Uh, I found just randomly on Podbean a podcast that's a science fiction serial story that's for kids called The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, which... It's sort of like, the way it sounds is sort of like if you took a gender-neutral scouts troop and put them in space on a on a weird spaceship, having adventures as they explore the universe, essentially. Meeting aliens, solving mysteries, all kinds of stuff. And this this eventually led me to what's my second boost, because it reminded me so much of what my second boost is. Uh, but it just sounds really cute, and it's also a thing that maybe there aren't a lot of options for for parents. It's designed for you as a parent to kind of listen with your kid, and I think that's really cool to have a story that's a sci-fi story but it's about kids 
you know, kind of exploring space and it's all, it's just kind of fun. So that's my first and uh, hopefully folks will go check it out. It's probably easy enough to just Google. So that's the alien adventures of Finn Caspian. Yes. Like Caspian, like, you know, from Star Wars, you know, I mean, obviously he's an eight year old. He's not Diego Luna. So. Oh, that is a Caspian. I forgot he was. I yeah. forgot that was a Caspian. Caspian. I am, I see, I'm showing my age because I immediately went to Prince Caspian of Narnia. Yeah, but I think the Ego Luna is sexy as hell, so that's where <laughs> I now go from now on. <laughs> All right, your second mini Okay, booth. so I mentioned that this is, this is technically illegal, sorta. Uh, and I, I mentioned that because I don't necessarily think that it, it's okay to pirate things. But in this case, it is a thing that you basically can't find anywhere else except on YouTube via technically illegal upload. It's not illegal for you to watch it. It's just technically it shouldn't be on YouTube. And that sucks because there are no Nickelodeon DVD versions of the show as far as I can find. There are some weird third-party companies that have done it. But that's not really – that. like that's kind of questionable. I don't know whether they legally can do it. They probably are also real crap. But it is a TV show called Space Cases. It's a sort of like like Lost in Space kind of, or like Farscape, but for kids. And it, the basic premise of the show is it's just like a bunch of kind of misfit kids at a space academy uh, sort of sneak onto this unusual spaceship that's docked with their platform, and inadvertently them and their teachers get sucked into a rift in space and then are on this big adventure where they're, they're trying to learn how to be, you know, space cadets and all this kind of stuff, and... They have this kooky android that kind of hangs out with them, and they, they're trying to get home, but, you know, there's a bunch of kids and two adults. It's adorable. It's a great show. It has the delightful Jewel State before she became famous for other things, like Firefly. It has the Black Power Ranger in it. It also has the Black Power Ranger in it. That is true. Oh, my God. Walter Jones. Walter Jones. That's amazing. Yeah. He's in it. Um, There are a couple other people that have, uh, have been on things like... um. Uh, some of the soap operas and stuff, uh, some of them haven't had much of careers outside of that show. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, but it's just, it, and, oh, and I should mention, this is a show that, this is from mid-1990s, I believe it ran from 94 to 96 or something like that. Uh, this show was remarkably diverse for that time period. Uh, it's got a bunch of women. It's got, uh, a member, uh, an African-American kid. Uh, it also has a kid of Indian heritage, and I think there are some others that are in the group, but they kind of are played as aliens, so it's a little different. Um, but it's, it's just kind of a nice little mixed bag of characters, and it's really cute. It's kind of very 90s, but it's adorable. <laughs> and again, I would not suggest that you go watch it on YouTube if there were legal versions to purchase, but there aren't. And in those kinds of situations, that's why I just feel like as a consumer – Right, we're not doing anything wrong by trying to enjoy a thing that isn't available in any other format that I'm aware of. You're a terrible person, Sean. I'm not, right? As soon as it becomes I'm available kidding. on DVD, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. guess who's buying it? <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Every two years, I will send a tweet to Nickelodeon being like, I wish they put on DVD and Blu-ray some other old shows from the 90s. That would be amazing. It would be amazing. Or even, like, just put it up for stream on the Nickelodeon website. Yeah, that would be nice. I would love that. I would love to be able to watch my old shows. Anyway, your boost. The first boost that I'm going with is Insignia Stories, uh, Volume 5, uh, or Insignia 5, which is a collection of Asian science fiction and fantasy 
and our very own Joyce Chung has a story in it, which is very exciting. So go check that one out. Um, and we'll, all of these links will be in the show notes for you guys. Uh, the second one is issue number nine of Capricious, Capricious SF. Um, they are an online zine. And I haven't read any of their other collections of stories, but this one automatically intrigued me. It's specifically an issue about gender diverse pronouns and includes, quote, stories of those whose gender changes, whose gender is undecided, whose gender does not exist, or whose gender is pivotal to their self. Stories set in our own world in faraway galaxies or in worlds of fairy tale and myth, and stories which introduce us to ghosts, merfolk, dragons, and aliens, to strangers, to communities, and to ourselves. Bogey Takach has a story in it, too, and I love everything that Bogey has ever written, so go check that one out. I'm not actually sure if it's quite out yet, but I will be putting the link in there anyway so that when it is available, you can read it. And that's it. That's awesome. I think so. Basically, my time on Twitter now is just spent finding things that I can put in our conversations. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, everybody, for joining us uh, today in our very first conversation of 2018 and for contributing your silly questions. Obviously, we didn't get to them all. Uh, We will get to the rest that we already have next time. And if you want to send us more, please do so especially this month because I'm sick and Sean is working on his dissertation, I hope. So these silly questions help give us some things to talk about that are just fun and a little bit easier on the brain power for us, which is always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. I think so too. So on that note... Awkward ending. And scene. scene. Thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash skiffyandfanty. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at our email at skiffyandfanty at gmail.com, on Twitter at skiffyandfanty, and on Facebook at the Skiffy and Fanty Show. Our intro and outro music comes from Dimension by Creo. You can find out more about them at freemusicarchive.org.